Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Space to Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 14th official episode. Today we're talking about the Wizards. Basically, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA, and they really shouldn't be. And You would not have expected that going into the season. Yeah. And there's been rumors out that they're actually open to trading their two stars, Bradley Beal and John Wall. And, and their entire team. And their entire team. They've, they've uh, you know, I guess according to Woj and other reporters, um, they've sort of just put their entire roster out of the trade block, which would be surprising really for any team, but it kind of makes sense, I think, at this point for the Wizards after such a poor start to the season. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know what their record is? I'll check that right now. Um, yeah, it, it's... It is 6-12. and 6-12, and 12, and that's like second to last in the Eastern Conference. It's 11th place, 11th place. 11th place. Uh, but um, and I it, guess they're, and the thing know, is, yeah. the Wizards are a playoff team, if you just look at their roster. I would you would say, expect that. I would say, they, in terms of like power rankings in the Eastern Conference, I would put them at five or six. I think Indiana is mm-hmm. just more of a complete team, so I would put them at six. But, yeah, I, th- I think... The Eastern yeah. Conference is very top-heavy, but outside of that, it's not that competitive. The Wizards should easily kind of slip into a roster spot, but they really haven't. Why, yeah, why do you I, think that is? I mean, like you're saying, this is the same sort of two top-heavy, like in, in terms of John Wall and Bradley Beal, the same two sort of star players that we've seen them run with for the last handful of years and make the playoffs with. So you'd ex- you would you would have expected the same thing. And not to say that they can't make the playoffs this year, but it's definitely not looking likely right now. I think that part of the reason that, that they have been playing so poorly is because the players just playing with each other on the court don't look very motivated. They don't really look like they care about the outcome of the game, the starting unit that is. They don't look like they want to be playing with each other and they look pretty incompatible on the court just in general, that, like lack of motivation. Yeah, and I remember that after John Wall did something or made a comment, Bradley Beal turned to the stands and said, I've been dealing with this for seven years, Yeah, uh, which is just a pretty kind of petty comment. But I, I think that actually speaks a lot in a moment of, fu- in a moment of frustration mm-hmm. that he's just like, he's, he seems kind of sick and tired of it, which I think definitely it could be. And I, th- I think also that quote is important because it shows that, you know, despite that we've seen them be a somewhat successful team, be a consistent playoff team, there's been stuff going on behind the scenes that had that didn't really come out until the season, even though clearly Bradley Beal isn't, hasn't been happy with management or, you know, with John Wall or, or the rest John of the Wall. team the whole for ev- the last... The whole everybody eats scandal. Yeah. Where, like, he was saying... Uh, Martian Gortat was like, oh, yeah, we play so much better without you. I, there's just been, like, horrible locker room cancer going on. And, yeah. Like, this is with Dwight Howard, like, only playing, like, three games. Yeah. Dwight, How- Dwight Howard could honestly just, like, turn that from, into, like, a 7 yeah, into a 10 yeah. on the crazy kind of scale. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the lock- the, 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 there's clearly problems within – the locker room with the players as a whole. They're just not getting along. Yeah, and that obviously can lead to a bad performance. But personally, 
they got to fire Scott Brooks. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I personally am under the belief that Scott Brooks is a bottom three coach in the league. Bottom three? Bottom three coach in the league. He's so bad, Connor. He's so bad. Also, okay. I think that can literally, they're 6 and 12 right now, and they should be a playoff team. I understand. His first year was decent when they made the playoffs with like mm-hmm. 47 wins or something. Yeah. They they have the same roster essentially as that, and they've, he's been so lazy from what I've seen. To be honest, I understand what you're saying because, in my opinion, the single most important thing that a coach does, even more than how you're running the offense, how you're running the defense, I don't care what it is, the most important thing a coach can do is manage his locker room. Greg Popovich will forever be one of the greatest coaches of all time if not the greatest coach of all time because he handles the locker room so well the the spurs have been such a successful team for the past 20 years because greg popovich makes every player in that locker room buy into being a spur and getting along together okay but still his x's uh, and o's are horrible as okay yeah yeah so why i think that you're right and that Scott Brooks is a terrible coach right now is because he is not getting the Wizards to get along. That is true. And no matter how good of a coach you are in terms of X's and O's, no matter how good your team is in terms of talent, if they can't get along off the court, they're not going to play well together on the court. It does not matter. But if you just look at at his X's and, X's and O's. I was really able to like kind of quantify this when watching like a video on YouTube from a funky diabetic. But they, it just they run so the same. I, I, I yeah. watched a Wizards game and I realized he was so right. So this is partly his thinking, partly mine. But just it's just so repetitive, and it's just way to go out there and do what you want. It's similar to what he did in OKC, mm-hmm. saying that hey, we have the talent, so just like go do your thing. Kind of what Billy Donovan yeah. does right now, like. It just it's just not okay. Basically you just get either a John Wall ball screen or a Bradley Beal isolation every possession and they do the same mm-hmm. set every possession. And after after like that first season where like it, it was more diverse that first season. But like after a while, defenses just catch on to where you like they know yeah. what you're doing. And yeah. This is not acceptable. And I think it's just so lazy as a coach mm-hmm. to where that's not acceptable when you're getting paid millions of dollars. Exactly. They're Scott Brooks is not keeping the defense guessing. Yeah, and right? that, that's why I personally I, think he's a bottom three I coach think in the league. I I I agree. I understand what you're saying. I don't agree that he's a bottom three coach in the league. I would. I can only name one coach that might be worse than him. Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan's worse than him. I, I can't think of another one. Off the top of my head, Ty Lue's not in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know who's uh, who's we'll, much worse. We'll I don't know. Think about it in, but, back, in the back of your mind as. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. He's so, horrible. I, I I legitimately think if they had a decent head coach, they would be five hundred. I think they would be eight and eight or nine and nine rather. A decent head coach, meaning a head coach that handles the locker room better. No, a head coach that runs X and O's better. Yes. But that being said, their defense, which is still coaching, but it's more like hustle plays and how much the yeah. players actually care. The the defense is horrible. Remember, yeah. There was a play. That's a la- lack of effort. There's a That's play, a lack there's of a play effort, last you know. night when Kawhi Leonard got the rebound and took it coast to coast and just ran past all <laughs> of the Wizards defenders just because it, it wasn't even that they didn't get back. They were kind of getting back, but just, just no one wanted to, yeah, no one wanted to pick up the ball. They were like, oh, someone else will do it. And he just, mm-hmm. he just literally he didn't get touched. That's what I mean by the – I think the Wizards – the, the starting unit 
does not seem concerned of whether they win or lose the game. Yeah, and they are a very top-heavy team, too. Mm-hmm. They also they do not have a good bench. Which is credit to Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks is actually playing the, the second unit, the bench, a lot because they're the only ones who look motivated. I think that's true. He's playing them more than Thomas you would Sadaransky expect. Thomas is underrated, bro. I legitimately think, mm-hmm. we'll get into this, but I think if they would trade John Wall, like Thomas Sadaransky could be an average starting point guard. I, I think so. Thomas Adaransky is a very solid play. Okay, um, so we have the top three players on their on their team. John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter. I think he's notable about this because he's taking up so much salary cap. Also because he's young and he could be a, a, and, an uh, asset but, to a younger team. I think that's fair. But I'm not even sure he's playing like the third best player on the team. Playing like, Keith, like is a top. Playing, Keith is playing pretty well right now. And I'm not sure that Otto th- Porter I is. I think his age just makes him yeah, of value. Yes. Uh, oh, in terms of value, yes. Because Otto Porter is still only... 24, 25, yeah. yeah. But um, let's talk about, is it time to blow it up? To me, this is a pretty obvious answer. It's got to be time. Like, Are you say, blowing it up as in blowing it up trading, as in, trading away one of your players or blowing up as in trading away one of your players for young players? Because those are two different things. You could, there's, Yeah, I, I think you look at what is on the table. You don't want to decide which one you're going to pick, I don't think, until you know what trades are out there. Okay, so you can't if really say yes or no to blow it up. But are, like, yeah, are you well, asking trade I mean, one? I mean blow it up as in, like, you're getting rid of the... You're, you're pretty much... You're just changing up the current roster. Okay, you're just make, blowing make it up, a trade meaning, of one of your top three guys. I'm not saying trade everybody for future picks and become the worst team in the league and, like, just tank this year. Because I'm not sure that's what they should do. Because I think that they still have solid assets and solid players that can go out and win games for them. Especially if in the locker room they're they're getting along. I don't know if you get if you get rid of whoever it is in the locker room that's causing problems. I think it's John Wall. If it's if it's John Wall, then trade John Wall and keep Riley Beal. And maybe you get something for John Wall. Maybe you get another. Maybe not somebody with John Wall's caliber, but somebody they can help you win now. And that's the difference between Bradley Beal giving 50% effort and 100% effort. That, that's a huge difference all of a sudden, even if you downgrade in talent. But I think that it's no no matter what, they have to do something. And I'm just glad they're putting everybody on the train block because something needs to change. First thing they should do is fire Scott Brooks. <laughs> I, okay. I legitimately think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's a good piece of the problem. I think that could be legitimately half of the problem. I, I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but I... I feel like they should at least give... I I don't know what Scott Brooks is doing behind the scenes. If Maybe Scott Brooks is doing everything in his power to try to sort of control this team, and they and he just can't, and that's why everybody's in the trade block, because he can't handle the personalities, and that's why people need to go. But I think that... if So unless that's really the case, or unless, unless Scott Brooks is really just bad at handling the locker room, Unless it's really his fault, and you're 100 percent sure of that, I think you have to give him a chance, right? And just and just give him the benefit of the doubt that it's more the players, you know, sort of animosity towards each other rather than his inability to control them. Okay. I th- so, so yeah. So so but, let's say let's say they try to trade one of them. Which yeah. one? First of all, which one would you try to trade? John Wall. Because you will not be able to trade John Wall in three years you have to trade john wall this year because right now 
John Wall is getting paid $19 million a year. John Wall has a player option in 2022-2023 season for $47 million, 46.8, close to 46.9. That is ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. As by that point, he's 28 right now. In 2022... He's like a 32, 33-year-old yeah, guy. He signed the Supermax this offseason, the Supermax extension, which he was able to do because he actually made the third-team All-NBA for the first time in his career, actually. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you, basically what I'm saying is you have to trade John Wall this season when another team only has to match $19 million rather than if you wait yeah. till next season, they have to match $38 million. That, that's why the Clippers were able to trade Blake Griffin. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. So it's the same kind of situation. The where, really aren't. Exactly. So so if a player's salary jumps up one year, all of a sudden they're so much harder to trade. You most teams can't come up with the money to give to you know to to match thirty thirty eight million dollars, even if they would like to, and and then if if they can match it, then you're going to be getting a guy like Chandler Parsons or something that's getting paid way too much yeah. money for what they're actually worth. So I think that. What I'm trying to say is that you have to trade John Wall right now. I'm not sure that most teams want it. Want I don't know it. if he's tradable. I think yeah. he, it would have to be a very specific situation. A exactly. team that does not have a good point guard whatsoever, or a good point guard core, mm-hmm. like a team like the Suns or the Magic. Yeah. Or a team that's really just talking about, for Bradley Beal or John Wall, a team that is desperate for a star so desperate for because yeah, yeah. probably they have a star that they need to convince to stay mm-hmm. talking about the hornets or the pelicans. the pelicans yeah yeah i think that john wall is one one thousand percent the player that you would like to trade bradley beal is, is younger bradley beal is getting paid less and in terms of talent they're very very I, close they're very close Right, I you you'd probably put John Wall just a just a bit above Bradley Beal. It could but, really go either. But way. Uh, yeah, but it can go either way. Um, so you would you would rather trade John Wall and build around Bradley Beal if you're the Wizards, if you're just trading one and not the other. The thing is, is that Bradley Beal is a lot easier to trade than John Wall because Bradley Beal is getting paid less in the future. Right. So if you're a team, even though you only have to match nineteen million dollars. You're looking at John Wall's contract. Like, do we want a 33-year-old guy getting paid 48 million dollars on our team in four years? Not really. I'm looking at you, Chris Paul. People don't people don't understand that that's a bad that's a bad deal for the Rockets. Anyways, yeah, continue. Yeah. I mean, so so I think that Bradley Beal is gonna be would be much easier to get off the books. Teams would be much more quick to trade for bradley beal yeah but I think especially with especially with the news coming out that makes it look like john wall is maybe a locker room problem yeah that, that a lot of these issues think, are centered around him i would think if you trade bradley beal you would have to go for a win now situation mm-hmm. they, that's yeah my personal because then you're, Cause the, then cause you're then committing it, to yeah because then is why why is john wall on your team if then you're, you're committing to four year and you're then you're committing to the next four years having to try to build a team that can compete around a forty-eight million dollar, thirty-three-year-old John Wall, whatever yeah. it is, you have to you have to then commit to building, because because if you trade Bradley Beal, then you don't really have much. Probably you don't have many assets left to trade John Wall. Yeah. Also, John Wall's like thirty. I think if mm-hmm. mm, 28, 28. Oh my, my bad. Um, but if you trade John Wall, and you you can get a package that's a bit younger, mm-hmm. and Bradley Beal, I'm pretty sure is what 25? 26? Um, twenty-five. 
25. Yeah, so Bradley Beal is fairly young. Yes, so you can you, you could, could definitely you, you could get a package back with like an elite 22 year old or something and be fine exactly and be fine and be set in four years Bra- whereas, whereas if you trade bradley beal and you get and you get that same guy he's hitting his prime when john wall is in mm. the last year of his contract yeah and bradley beal is on the contract for three years Wh- whereas, what is he getting paid the final year of his contract getting paid not even 29 million dollars that's a great deal currently <laughs> getting paid 25 goes up to almost 29 honestly bradley beal, that's a very good yeah, deal but, but honestly let's talk about bradley beal i think I think he's just a great player that teams want to trade for. I think yeah. I think the demand is going to be high, which is why I think exactly like, that's why he's the easier player to trade yeah. for. And if I, you're a team, you look at you look at the Wizards roster, and you would rather pick up Bradley Beal to pair alongside an Anthony Davis and, and Kemba Walker. And, and that's why I think he is going to be the one to to yeah. get traded because he just he'll have a bigger market. Mm-hmm. And even though in a heartbeat the the yeah, 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 the Wizards would would think, rather I think trade, understands would that. rather yeah, but like. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, w- I would just say Bradley Beal. I think, I legitimately think when he, he I think he's he's still increasing. Mm-hmm. He's still becoming a better player every year. I think legitimately he's averaging like twenty two or something right now. But I think, he, and and taking the same amount of shots as John Wall, which is mm-hmm. controversial. But I think when he hits his prime, when he's like twenty eight or something, I legitimately think he can average like twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if that's, he's on that's a team a, that's without a, John Wall. Then, yeah. then right now he could average 26, 27. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I would say I'll put him at 24. Right. I think he get it. But is he going to get like, better like yeah. past 25, you think? I, I, I do. I legitimately right. do. All right. That's fair. And okay. lastly, let's talk about Otter Porter. I think yeah. he's getting paid $25 million thanks to the Brooklyn Nets trying to sign him. Yeah. Uh, and the Wizards had to match his contract in like 2016 or something, 2017. Otto Porter um, getting paid... He has a $28 million player option in 2020-2021, which is the last year of Bradley Beal's contract as well. Which, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here, but you cannot be... Pit- uh, okay, will, will Otto Porter ever be an all-star? No. Is Otto Porter irreplaceable? As in, is it no. hard to find another player who plays like Otto Porter at about the same level? No. Kind of a 3 and D wing? No. It's not. Can you got can you find another wing who plays like Otto Porter, who's relatively young, fits that same twenty-five to twenty-eight year old timeline that you have in Brad B- Bradley Beal and John Wall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find a player that is very similar to Otto Porter for way less than twenty-eight million dollars. Okay, but think about it. Their teams often overplay overpay people like that. Because they have to, because they're yeah. a restricted free agent, and then the Brooklyn Nets seemingly always throw money at these people, but like Zach sure, Levine, I'm like Damari Carroll. I'm not sure that you like Tim Hardaway. should have matched that. That's a that's a yeah, yeah. No, that's they, a they, they, big, def- they definitely big big contract. They definitely paying shouldn't for, have in for, hindsight. For, uh, for, for like the Brooklyn Nets do this to everyone. They yeah. they, they pay a, a bunch for players in restricted mm-hmm. free agency, and they make they make you pay them. Uh, I think at the time. A team isn't willing to just let go of talent, so that's why you get all these kind of very bad contracts that they shouldn't have signed. Like Blake Griffin, no, he's not on a good contract. Chris Paul, no, he's not on a good contract. But these, John Wall, he's mm-hmm. not on a good cap. He's not on a good contract. But they had to get, they had to get uh, these guys back because they can't just let them walk because that almost never kind of works yeah. out for you, and you're just losing all this talent for nothing. Mm-hmm. And and then two also. Um, Big deals that they're that are to 
kind of similar non All Stars, non irreplaceable players. Ian Yamahimi. Yeah, Yamahimi. Okay, that was just a stupid trade, but that that was 2016. Bismack Biombo got paid that money. Timothy Mozgov got paid that mm, money. Joe yeah. Noah got paid that money. Centers got bank in 2016. <laughs> that was insane. And then all and then also um, Austin Rivers getting paid like almost 13 yeah, million this that's, year. That's pretty cool. But what's good about those two deals is that they're that's a Austin Rivers is one year deal. Uh, Yamahimi is two year deal. So actually, that's pretty good in terms of like expiring deals honestly i don't think either of them will get traded because yeah no because because the wizards aren't going to be giving up so much salary regardless mm. so that it would be the other team that would have to throw in an overpaid guy mm. to make I think, it work i think the one sort of point that sort of sums up everything we just said about bad contracts is that this year the wizards have 132 million dollars tied up next year they already have 116 million dollars tied up without the year anyone. after that they already have $101 million signed up. <laughs> Two years in the future, as in the 2020-2021 season, they already have $101 million tied up when they only have $132 million tied up this season. That's tough. <laughs> Do you only have $30 million expiring over the next two years? That's pretty insane. They have that basically. You, that basically just says like if they don't do anything, they have no cap room. They have no future. They have they they, yeah, like, no, they, they can't need to do, they need to do something because like they need to. Yeah. All right. Want to talk about what they could do? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Like prospective teams that could trade for one of these dudes. Either mm. I, honestly, I I doubt Otto Porter would get traded. It would have to be to a re- a rebuilding team like the Nets or something. Mm. But the Nets in particular really want to keep their cast space because they have room for two max contracts yeah i'm not saying they'll, they'll that they'll get anyone but if i was in it, i would keep that that uh space for sure keep your options open and if i'm if i'm looking at the ross or if i'm looking at the league standings just all the teams at nba i don't really see a team that would want even even if he's young like it's a limited guy who's probably never going to be an all-star yeah i don't see him getting traded whatsoever with that contract but like like we said earlier, if a team's desperate enough, they could definitely trade for John Wall or just a team in general would want Bradley Beal. I think teams that come to mind would definitely be the Pelicans. If you're a team, uh, yeah. sorry, if you're a team that has to prove to a guy in his contract year that we're committed to building around you and we want you to stay for the foreseeable future, Kemba Walker, Anthony Davis. If you're one of those two guys, and if you're one of those two franchises, you want to see these guys on your roster. Of course. Yeah, so that's, I, w- I that's would say the kind of, taking one of these players is the kind of thing that besides Kemba Walker or, and Anthony Davis takes you from something like, you know, like one of the bottom six, seven, eight seeds in the playoffs to four seed or something like that. Or that could be a or big just difference. convincing or, another free yeah. agent, the exactly. LA Lakers. Or it's or if you're the franchise, it's the difference between keeping that player and losing that player. Yeah, Anthony Davis. If all of a sudden you have John Wall on the team, that makes them that makes the uh, the Pelicans a much more likely free agent destination. Yeah, yeah. I, I would uh, say the teams that would come to mind overall: Lakers. I would say Pelicans to try to keep Anthony Davis. And we already I think talked about the, the, Hornets. the Hornets. And I, I would say the Heat, even though yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's tough because they have like one of the three highest caps in the in the league. And they're not even that good. But but the Heat the Heat don't really have a number one star right now. But and they have a lot of actually they, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson he's is, like, is becoming stop talking. Not not a star. Stop not a talking. star. But 
I'm what I don't mean is um you're like just I, saying they don't want to trade him. What I don't what I, I didn't mean like they don't they have like a like bona fide star. What I mean is that they don't I, what I meant to say was like they don't have a, like one player who's like their guy. Josh and and I'm saying that Josh Richardson is kind of becoming that. I would argue that, that is Josh, so false. Goran Dragic over Josh Richardson. Yes, Josh Richardson is the one guy that if you're the Miami Heat is yeah, okay, untouchable. That's, yeah, that's totally different than someone's best player. Cuz like obviously like the Mavs like Luka Doncic might not be their best player, but he's the guy that they're not going to trade. Like that's that's just very kind of preposterous to me. But anyways, okay. Talking okay, about the Heat like okay, Goran Dragic this year, 16.3 points, 3.3 rebounds, 4.7 assists on 40% field goal shooting and like 32% from 3. Josh Richardson, I can tell you right now, I looked this up the other night, is averaging a bit over 20 points um, on better shooting. Uh, so 20.5 points, 3.9 rebounds, 3.3 assists on close to 45% field goal shooting and close to 44% from three. I would just argue small sample size. Yeah. I'm. That's why I'm saying... Josh Richardson is not a bona fide star, but he is the one piece that, that they wouldn't that trade. they are not going to trade because you want to pair somebody next to him. Okay. Um, that if you, that if if you're the Miami Heat, you're trying to pair Bradley Beal or John Wall or somebody else like or somebody else like them next to Josh Richardson, not next to Goran Dragic. Yes. Okay. Or because he's Hassan also Whiteside. older. Yeah. Okay. So four teams that I would consider. I don't know if you have another: Lakers, Pelicans, Heat, and Hornets. I think the Lakers may be a legit option, but of course, with like all the superstars that are in trade rumors, they would have to give up young guys. How many young guys would you have to give up? Would you give up Alonzo? Would you give up Ingram? I think it, it comes down to would they give up Ingram? I would probably say the answer would be no, Mm-mm. because they're already like they they know even with Bradley Beal, they're not gonna beat anyone in the in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, or even the second round maybe. So I think. Magic is like a big guy on free agency. Like he didn't trade for Paul yeah. George. He didn't trade for Kawhi. We've seen. We that. haven't seen them. We haven't seen the Lakers go out and make a big move. Yeah, exactly. So and just, and also keep in mind that uh, I keep I I will bring this up like every time we mention the Lakers. LeBron signed a four year deal, not a one year or two year deal. The Lakers have time to go out and do something. They don't yes. need to make a trade for Bradley Beal or John yeah. Wall this season. And that's also potentially closing the door to Kevin Durant with uh, Bradley Beal's contract. Mm-hmm. I, they, they could probably figure it out. Yeah. But anyways, talk about the Pelicans. I think that they would love to get either one of these stars to, to convince Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. They seem like a very desperate team yeah. just because Anthony Davis, the, the time is ticking. Mm-hmm. I think and that would that would put them in the lead to, sign, uh, to trade for John Wall in particular mm-hmm. as opposed to any other team because – they have some they have some assets which I think are legit. They have Nicole Miritich, Solomon Hill, Etwan Moore. These are all guys that are kind of glue guys. Which, mm-hmm. uh, Julius Randle also, who's kind of young. Definitely, Julius Randle I think would be the the centerpiece the of center the trade. Piece. Yeah, yeah. And then and you, also, you throw in some picks or something as well. Honestly, yeah, right. you throw in this year's first round pick because the Pelicans literally <clears> never <throat> used their first round picks whatsoever. They mm-hmm. traded away for like Omar Ashik. They traded away for the only time uh, they Nicole used Miritich. Yeah, they th- they. Threw it away for like Nicole Miritich. Yeah, yeah. They just trade their first round picks, so uh-huh. it's it's whatever. But but think about if we think about Bradley Beal or John Wall, 
next to Anthony Davis, Nicola Mirotic. That's a good. That's a and good I, team. I, by the way, I don't think they would have to include Drew Holiday in it, and I don't. No, think they no, would want and, they, yeah, and uh, that's not even mentioning Drew Holiday. That's true. I think that that um, John Wall as as a, is a better playmaking point guard, um, or is a better playmaking guard than than Bradley Beal, and and Drew Holiday more than anything is going to be a scorer and lockdown defender more than a playmaker so you would rather pair yeah. john wall next to drew yeah. holiday than bradley beal next to drew holiday so i think that's a definite possibility yeah. we also kind of talked about the heat a lot don't trade josh richardson but I, I really think that they could maybe go for either of these guys but they would have to dump some of their bad contracts probably Dion waiters tyler johnson which is just atrocious yeah. his contract they probably have to give up like justice winslow as well they would have to give up and they would probably have to give up a first round pick as well yeah because they don't they have a bunch of kind of mediocre wings, mm-hmm. but nothing. They don't have anything that's astounding. like Bradley. Maybe Beal. like Bam Adebayo also. Yeah. Um, and lastly, talking about the Hornets, I, say yes or no to this deal. Mm-hmm. For Bradley Beal. Yeah. Jeremy Lamb, Miles Bridges, uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist for the salary and a second mm-hmm. round pick. Miles Bridges, um, who's Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb. Lamb. Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, and a second rounder. If you're the Wizards, you gotta think about it. I don't know that I'm ready to sit, to pull the trigger on that, but that is definitely gotta be a deal that like gets your wheels turning. Like I makes think you it think is because Jeremy yeah. Lamb is very respectable. Whether it's Malik Monk or Miles Bridges, I honestly don't think it would really matter too much because we haven't seen enough of Malik Monk. Uh, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, he's useless. Um, and a second rounder, I think the Hornets aren't going to be. I mean, they they would be fine. So, but the second rounder would probably be like mid, early mid, like early forties, late thirties. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I think that's a legitimate possibility. That's that's definitely a very very reasonable and realistic trade. Free Kemba or get Kemba help. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be one or the other. Yeah. Please don't not make a move and then resign Kemba or Kemba yeah. don't resign in Charlotte. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Space the Floor NBA podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, leave it a like. That'd be great. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. That'd also be great. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space the Floor. And we hope you enjoyed. Uh, my name is Connor Gielen. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace.